the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles uh, on our website, of course, at missionamerica.com. Also on the American Family Association's blog, The Stand, at lifesitenews.com and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out all the resources we have on our website at missionamerica.com. So today, once more, we are recording our program with the Zoom platform. And so if you notice a little bit of difference in the sound, just bear with us because it's one of the uh, new normals today and the consequences of of what we're doing for, for operating at a distance. So it's just the way it is. But I'm very glad we're still on the air And we have another fantastic guest to bring to you today. We're going to talk about the schools and what has just happened and what is coming up next year, possibly. And as part of that, what is the influence, which is always there in the background, of the mighty teachers unions, especially the NEA? Has it been limited because of the shutdown? Is that a good thing or has it not been limited? Joining me today is Rebecca Friedrichs, who is the founder of Four Kids and Country. Rebecca, here, let me give you some of her great background. She was an elementary school teacher in Southern California for 28 years. And since the first day of her career in 1988, she was concerned about the policies and politics of the teachers unions that she was forced to financially support. Eventually, she decided to get on her local union board and was on there for three years and hoping that she would be able to get them to listen to common sense and so on. 
but then she started writing editorials about what she was seeing to educate the public. And then from June 2013 to June 2016, she was the lead plaintiff in a seminal federal lawsuit on the teachers' unions. She has been a guest on many, many TV and radio shows. She has done videos for PragerU, and she is the author of a terrific book called Standing Up to Goliath, Battling State and National Teachers' Unions for the Heart and Soul of Our Kids and Country. And she and her husband, Charles, have two grown sons. So welcome back, Rebecca, to Mission America Radio. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I wanted to have you on because you um, have a great experience, uh, a great story to tell as a teacher, as a former teachers union representative and an analyst of public education trends in general. And so I wanted to talk to you about your thoughts about the virus shutdown, um, how that will be impacting schools going forward. What do you think will happen in this uh, the fall as they start to think about opening up so let's just start with that well sure well first of all in my opinion the the fact that our children have been rescued from our public schools has been a gracious gift from god and an answer to many prayers (laughs) really and i mean that sincerely um you know as a teacher who taught for 28 years my colleagues and i very loving teachers. We worked so hard, and there are many teachers out there today working hard and loving the kids, but we were trapped in a very corrupt system, and uh, the children truly are being damaged. We'll talk a little bit about that later in our conversation, I'm sure, but to answer your your question about um, how is how is COVID impacting the schools, and do I think they'll, you know, that they'll reopen and all of that, um, I am noticing some very strange ideas to try to reopen the schools and put, you know, sanitize the children and put blockades between them. What a nightmare. As a teacher, I can say that just won't work and it's not good for the kids. So I'm hoping and praying that um, that good teachers and parents will will realize from this difficult situation that um, our children were never meant to be stuffed into these large industrial complex schools run by the government and corrupt unions. So it's my hope that this is actually going to lead us uh, in our country to get back to our roots. Uh, We started off as a country of homeschoolers and small religious schools and small independent schools. We didn't put our kids in these giant government-run schools. So my hope is that that this is going to lead to some really good things for children, families, and teachers. So do you think that – what do you think is going to happen in most of the schools in the country? Will they start back and have – you know, a, a couple of days a week, um, but the rest of the time, assume that parents can homeschool. Do you think many parents and families are going to go, opt for total homeschooling? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Where I live in Southern California, the rumor is from the district that they're going to try to split the kids. You know, half the kids go to school Monday, Tuesday, half of them go Wednesday, Thursday, and the other days they're home with their parents being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's to create social distancing. My question is, why wouldn't the parents just homeschool on their own? Just homeschool parents. You can do it. Uh, It's the teachers unions who have told parents that they're not smart enough, uh, that they don't have what it takes 
to uh, homeschool their kids. That's a lie. Uh, the parents are the best educators for their children, and there are educators out there who can come beside you and help you, uh, in, you know, in homeschool co-ops. So I want to tell you about a poll that was released a, a couple weeks ago. The American Federation uh, for Children released a poll they had done where 40% of those surveyed said that they would keep their kids home and homeschool them after this pandemic is over. In other words, not return them to the public schools. Another poll a week later showed 59% of respondents would keep their kids home. I say, thank God. Let's do it, America. Let's get back to what we were meant to be. You know, our founders told us there's only one way to keep a free republic. You have to have a well-educated and moral citizenry. Thanks to teachers unions and other special interests, our public schools are not educating well and they have removed, stripped our morals. That's why we're having riots and things. So it's time for us to uh, to get back to, to doing it the right way. Well, yes, and we can see from uh, for the, all the social unrest and these riots that one of the many uh, agenda items that our kids are thankfully have escaped for a few months, but you know, will they in the future? Uh, the schools are training people to hate America. That is the number. I mean, I, I you and I, you and I both talk a lot about things like the sex education and the radical nature of that, and some of these other issues, and all of those are very destructive. But number one, when you see social unrest like this that could lead to civil war, is hating the hand that biting the hand that feeds you. I mean, to hate America is the stupid, first of all, it's it's historically stupid and ignorant. I mean, it's, it doesn't fit with any of the other nations currently in existence and throughout time, but that's, do you see that as an issue? They're they're being able to escape these agendas and that's probably a good, a really good thing. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. It's the number one issue. And parents and teachers need to be aware. There's so many out there who think, oh, you know, because my child's teacher is sweet, my child's safe. Look, I was a sweet teacher and loving teacher. I was in a corrupt system in the public schools, and they are pushing a radical agenda, and it is being led by the teachers' unions. And teachers are unaware that their money is being used to push this agenda. Yes, yes, yes. When uh, the teachers' unions are 100% behind pushing an anti-America uh, agenda, an anti-God agenda, an anti-discipline agenda, an anti-protection of children from sexually provocative ideas agenda. It's all coming through those unions and their allies. And uh, we as parents need to rescue our kids, and we as teachers need to stand up and do what's right for the children, stop yeah. funding these unions, and and, and really – Instead of trying to defend our job and defend our pension, we need to defend the kids and defend our country before we lose it. And uh, you know, there's a lot of other things we can do as teachers. We can work in co in homeschool co-ops. We can work in private schools. But we there really is uh, uh, the existential threat. Really is the agenda in our public schools. Well, and yeah. um, Yes. I mean, we have the, we, well, I was going to just say, you're talking about the teachers unions. This is the time of year I start talking a little bit about it because right around uh, 4th of July is generally the large national education associations annual meeting. They're what they call their RA, their representative assembly. Now, thankfully this year, they're not getting together. They're, they're having a virtual one and having very few 
um, of their ra- usually radical agenda items on the uh, agenda. So that's a good thing, right? Well, it's a good thing, except that the fact that they can't accommodate as many representatives and that it's going to be online where you know people can see it, uh, uh, my fear is it's going to go more into the shadows, what they're doing, because the agenda they push at their annual meetings is – Radical. I just want to tell you a couple of highlights. You mm-hmm. probably heard about this because because you're you know you're uh, connected to these loving teachers who go to this NEARA every year and then they report back on what they see. Last year, the NEA hosted this massive drag queen and drag king event where little children, little um, uh, young girls, were around the dance floor where this bare-chested man dressed as a woman in a sequin sequin vest was uh, telling them about masturbation and positions Mm -hmm. and and other sexually charged charged information. And they were telling these teachers, oh, you need to stand with this agenda. And I mean, it was unbelievable. And Mm -hmm. loving teachers in America don't know that they're funding this. And loving parents don't know that this agenda is what the teachers unions are actually pushing. So my fear is because it's all going to be online that we won't be able to, to get feedback on these sorts of things. These things will kind of go underground, Uh, but uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if you're just joining us out there, folks, we're talking with Rebecca Friedrichs and Rebecca, your website is for kids and country. And you can also find out about your standing up, for uh, to Goliath book there, but give us your website before I forget it any longer. Sure, it's called forkidsandcountry.org, and we help parents and teachers to understand uh, how they can learn about the sexual agenda that's that's being pushed on our kids, and, and help teachers learn that their that their union is behind it, and how to leave the union and stop paying them. Yeah, yeah, you give a lot of information about leaving the union because. The issue has been that in so many school districts and states around the nation, uh, people are compelled to pay dues into these uh, radical teachers unions. And then the unions are virtually 100 percent taking turning around and supporting a radical agenda, including endorsing all of the um, most radical uh, candidates and issues. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's, that is absolutely correct. They will only endorse a candidate that is, quote, progressive, which they're not progressive at all, but that's what they call themselves, progressive. They have to be 100% pro-abortion up to birth. They have to, you know, uh, support the new Green Deal and all of these different things, this sex ed agenda. Um, if they promote all of those things, all of those very radical positions, then the teachers unions will put money behind them and support them with their candidacy. It's really, it's really awful. So um, do you think, uh, we only have about a minute until our first break, but most teachers are having some trouble with this new, uh, this, or some teachers are having trouble with the new online distance learning. Do you think most teachers will return to work as normal? Let's say if it were to open up, Yeah, I do not think that a lot of teachers will return. In fact, I know many who are considering retiring early, sadly, because they're great teachers. Um, But the reason they won't return, it's not because of COVID. The online learning has been a disaster for the public schools, and that's just part of it. But the reason most teachers don't want to return is because they can no longer teach. 
since the Obama-era discipline policies have turned our schools into war zones. You know, mm-hmm. Teachers send the kids out for discipline. The kids come back with a lollipop, and then they quickly return to the same behaviors. Wow. And because of the sex ed agenda, teachers yeah. are are just brokenhearted, and I'd love to talk to you more about that in the yeah. second half. We, we will talk about that in the second half. We're talking with Rebecca Friedrichs. We're talking about the teachers' unions, the status of schools coming up in the fall, what we think will happen, and uh, how we can stop funding these radical teachers' unions. The NEA is the largest union in the country, period. And where is all this money going? To the so-called progressive, which is regressive, actually, agenda. Well, folks, stay here with us on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey, and we will be back right after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. Has the shutdown been a total uh, failure as far as education, or are there some real benefits, actually? to being away from the uh, schools right now and the agenda they push on our kids. We're talking with Rebecca Friedrichs today, who is an education analyst because she was a teacher for many years. And she's been standing up literally in a Supreme Court case against the mighty te- teachers unions and making everybody aware of how their agenda and along with others uh, as well, are ruining uh, the public school environment with some great teachers being taken advantage of, and of course, our kids. So Rebecca, let me just ask you this. This is one thing that came up um, that I heard actually from um, someone else over the weekend as a speculation about the violent protests happening around our country right now that have been, and hopefully they're dying down by the time by the time our listeners hear this, that we people will they will be contained. However, the, the, the policeman that uh, attacked, uh, he didn't attack, but he ended up causing the death of George Floyd. The, this in Minneapolis, this uh, t- uh, policeman is named Derek Chauvin. He had multiple complaints register against him in the past, and he was able to keep going. Um, and I had heard this, and it made me think of the NEA that the, perhaps it was the policeman's union that protected him and allowed him to never be able, no one ever was able to bring a complaint to fruition, including Amy Klobuchar, by the way, senator from Minneapolis. They came before her when she was a prosecuting attorney, attorney and she didn't even um, you know, pull the plug on his uh, being a policeman. So that's going to come back to bite her. But what about the protection of the unions on so many, so much misbehavior professionally, not just in police, but now in the schools? We yeah. see that as well. Yes. Uh, yes. I am so glad you asked this. You know, I'm not the expert on the police unions. I'm the expert on the teachers unions. But I can tell you this. The government public sector unions are corrupt. And I have many police officer friends who are frustrated with the unions and the fact that they protect bad cops. Mm -hmm. And I heard that this gentleman had 12 complaints against him through his uh, career as a police officer. And they just kept moving him from one job to another instead of firing him. And, you know, now we have, you know, riots all over our country and innocent people and businesses being burned out, which is all wrong too. But, you know, is it the unions that created this problem because they refuse to uh, to get rid of bad cops, bad teachers? Uh, I hope and pray that 
someone will be put on an investigation to figure that out because we need to get to the bottom of that. We really do. And uh, the, the sexual, sexually predator teachers, some of them have been historically protected by being passed yes. along. There's a great book out now called, now called Passing the Trash by Louisa mm-hmm. Miller. Because her last name about a Toledo, Ohio situation where they they passed along a, a guy who was known as a sexual predator, and um, you know all of the, these situations are all backed up by the unions. Want they bring in their yep. lawyer? They don't want the bad reputation of teachers, and that's one of the reasons they keep the uh, dues going for so long. Yep, yep. Well, what they're doing is destroying the teaching profession, and real teachers like myself are very discouraged about this. The unions do protect these predators. They have a history. I have uh, things in my book, Standing Up to Goliath, where I talk about how the teachers unions came out, you know, against bills to protect children, uh, they, uh, where we want to keep uh, kidnappers and molesters out of our schools. They want them in. I mean, it's unreal. And I want to I warn parents and teachers right now. I'm in California. And so I don't know if this is happening nationwide, but anything that's online, you can get a, yes. get a hold of it, you know, worldwide. So here in California, there, the, our public schools are using something called the HealthyTeenNetwork.org. HealthyTeenNetwork.org. Go on to that and take a look. You will be shocked. It, uh, there's a page called Five Tips for Your Sexual Health During COVID-19. And this is being used by the public schools and sent to children. This is the, they're supposed to learn this during their home learning. These five tips, this woman is telling these children that they should be sexting, sending, you know, yes. sexting. That's, nude pictures okay. of each other, sending nude pictures. Uh, that's right. Uh, right. That's right. That which, they is should illegal, have so, which is against the law. This wh- is illegal. Exactly. That, that they should have solo sex, and then she gives them a link to learn about how to masturbate. That they should be looking at porn. That's the third thing. The fourth thing they should do is date themselves. And the fifth thing is go online to access porn, and she leads them to online experts. I'm going to say what needs to be said. This woman and this website is a bunch of perverts who should be in jail. Instead... They're running our schools. They are sending this out to California children to access as part of virtual learning. And, you know, there are um, there are police officers who are looking at some of the material that uh, the comprehensive sex education, this radical sex ed and seeing Mm -hmm. not just that it's objectionable morally, which we already knew. It's also dangerous medically um, or spiritually, which is a whole other conversation, but our, our listeners are going to know pretty much that, but it's also criminal. This is criminal obscenity being pandered, pandered to children. And you've just given it horrible, but excellent example of exactly what's happening. People need to watch out for this. So yeah, there's good news about being away from the schools, but bad news about what the, uh, what's being pushed online at the same time. Right. And, and I just have to say, if you are a Christian teacher in the public schools, it's time to open your eyes and to stop paying these unions and to realize you can't just keep protecting your job and closing your eyes to this stuff or pretending it doesn't exist. We have to stand up. We God's going to hold us accountable for this. We and the do. parents 
why would you keep your child in that school? Well, and that's going to be great in the fall because, you know, the, the reality is if you have uh, in the fall, if they're going to open the schools for two days a week, there are parents that have full-time jobs. They cannot do this. So they may just say, hey, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'll just, we'll just figure this out and we'll just homeschool, period. It's yes. too, too much, uh, it's too much yes. hassle. I, I, yes, I hope they do. And, you know, one last thing I want to make sure your listeners know, mm-hmm. the Trump administration has been trying so hard to push something called um, uh, education freedom scholarships. Mm-hmm. And what they are is is a private person like you or me could make a donation to a child that whose parents can't afford it to oh, get them great. into a private school. Great. And then they just get a tax credit for that. They've That's been wonderful. trying to push that, and they can only get one Democrat on board so far. Mm-hmm. They have all sorts wow. of Republicans on board. So fighting for things like that is important, too, because then people who can't afford it could put their child in a, in a nice private school, and maybe yeah. we could open more private schools. Give us your website one more time. We only have a couple seconds. Yeah, it's fourkidsandcountry.org. Okay, and your book is Standing Up to Goliath, and it's wonderful, folks. It's chock full of information. Just remember, friends, just remember, pray for Rebecca and all people that are trying to stand up to this, and just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.